let go of the peanuts. I know that nuts are a valuable part of a healthy diet, but I also know that I can very easily eat far too many if I'm not careful. They're a bit of a temptation for me. As I understand it, monkeys find them even harder to resist than I do. The fact that peanuts in their shells are sometimes called monkey nuts is probably a clue to this partiality. One of the methods used for trapping monkeys, before such inhumane practices were banned, was to make a small hole in a coconut shell, just big enough for a monkey's hand, then to fill the shell with peanuts and hang it from a tree. The monkey would smell the nuts, put its hand in the hole and grab the reward. But the hole had been made too small for the monkey's peanut-filled fist, and no matter how hard it pulled, the monkey could not get its fist back out of the shell. Monkeys trapped this way were so determined to hang on to their prize that even when the animal trappers approached, they might flail around and scream in obvious distress, but they wouldn't do the one simple thing that was required to gain freedom. Let go of the peanuts. We too are capable of hanging on to material or emotional things in ways that are detrimental. Our emotional traps often stem from anger and involve unforgiveness, bitterness and the desire for vengeance. A toxic mix. It has been said that unforgiveness is like preparing a poison for another and then drinking it ourselves. Whilst we may be convinced that the thoughts and feelings are preparing us for possible future scenarios, making us battle-ready, or protecting us from future hurts, the consequence of holding on to them can keep us just as trapped as those monkeys. Our freedom is determined by our ability to let go. Choosing to let go of anger and of unforgiveness is liberating. It's like a mental detox, leaving us less explosive and more peaceful. It also enables us to be receptive to present and future opportunities in a way that keeping a firm grasp on things from the past can prevent. Eva Kaur, an Auschwitz survivor, put it like this. Forgiveness is really nothing more than an act of self-healing and self-empowerment. I call it a miracle medicine. It is free, it works and it has no side effects. That's quite some recommendation. I'm going to read two of my poems. The first is called Vengeance. The second, entitled Consequences, relates to some of the possible effects on other people if we choose to hold on to anger. Vengeance In time, you'll find it is the case when you refuse to offer grace, that you will have a price to pay for choosing to live life that way. You wield your weapons in your hand, not grasping, as you take your stand, that bitterness is seeping through and has its lethal grip on you. Consequences be as absent as you can, or the man behind the paper may explode.
try not to make a noise with your toys or talk louder than a whisper. Or you might disturb the mister sitting in his chair over there and get sent to your room very soon with a shout or a clout. And that is how you learn that it seldom is your turn for kind attention. And the tension in the home is almost more than you can bear, so you don't care to break the rules and stand accused. You live instead with caution, accepting as your portion the length of that short fuse. With the passage of time, this abusive crime penetrates each new circumstance and place. You find yourself demoralised, feel you should apologise, merely for being alive and taking up space. Suggestions. If there is something toxic that you're aware you are holding on to, imagine it in your hand now and clench your fists tightly. Then imagine letting go of that thing as you loosen your grip and release your palms into an open, receptive position. Come back to this exercise as frequently as you need to until you feel at peace with those thoughts. 2. Look up Eva Kors, that's K-O-R. Look up her full story on the internet. It's certainly inspiring, as are many other stories of courageous forgiveness that you could look into. What's God got to do with it? Forgiveness is central to the Christian faith. No explanation of the cross gets far without mention of forgiveness. It isn't exclusive to Christians, of course, but the difference for Christians is that it certainly isn't an optional extra. It is a necessary act of obedience, as set out in the Lord's Prayer and elsewhere in the Bible. Any decision we make not to forgive is a choice to remain in sin through disobedience to God's word. The moment we decide to forgive another, God forgives us for our previous unforgiveness. God's word also tells us that it is God's job to judge and not ours. Romans 12.19 says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay says the Lord, and also that we are not to store up anger. Ephesians 4.26 reads, Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Given that delaying the sunset is outside our capabilities, we have to let go of our anger. And the way to do that is through forgiveness. I'm going to finish with the Lord's Prayer from the Passion Translation. So let's pray. Our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the centre on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth, just as it is fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. Forgive us the wrongs we have done 
as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil, for you are the King who rules with power and glory forever. Amen.